0: P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club
1: related, head on over to CageClub.me. That's CageClub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it right. I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist.
0: Hello, my name is Jimmy. let to have some fun. Fun, fun. Tommy? That's oh, a thank pay Wherever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her.
2: I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> 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 I'm always on my cool? This is a process of de Shut, 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 shut up!
0: Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the mark of a career of the late, great Philip Zimmer Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez. I'm still
2: Kyle Reinfried.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. Whatever. You get it. So I'm professional. (laughs) (laughs) And we're always home. We're always uncool. We're always ready to rewatch some Phil Simmer Hoffman films, which we've been doing a lot of lately, I feel like. I'm not complaining, by the way.
2: I am. This is enough. I'm leaving. Find a proxy for me.
0: Joey, Joey, or Manzi, who knows? (laughs) Someone else on the Cage Club Podcast Network. But, uh, no, of course. We need you here. We need you here, Kyle. Because this is, uh, another fun one. And guess what? You know the Haw fans more than I do. Well, not that I guessed otherwise, but you guessed that before the devil knows you're dead would win over the big Lebowski.
2: Yeah, you guys. I, I I'm not saying, uh, you know, I've got, I've got your, what's, what's the what's it saying? Your number red? Your number.
0: I think that's that a, a saying. A, is that a
2: saying? Sure, that's a saying. <laughs> uh, you want to see Hoffman, and what is he? what movie does he have more screen time in before the devil knows you're dead? So, there you go. And
0: let's just get right into this one. Actually, there's a lot to talk about regarding Hoffman news, but I figured we'd do it within the episode. This film is almost two hours long. We'll have some time.
2: <laughs> but
0: sure. uh, are you ready, Kyle? Are you ready?
2: Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, baby.
0: So I'm watching this on the new HBO Max. Just, just drop. You whore. <laughs> and where are you watching it? HBO Go. Okay. So it's my parents' account.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we've pre-synced it up before the episode, you know, started recording. So I, my time code is point oh, oh six. What's your time code?
2: O colon 10. Now, we're both at, like, a streak of two pink lines, basically. Yeah, we're at that visual cue. So, I think this is for maybe a production company that had a part of this movie. That's what I'm assuming. We'll see.
0: We'll see. But that's where you guys want to pause to get ready for us. So, I'll count you off this time. When I say play, press play. Three, two,
2: one, play. Ooh, a little violin. What is this? Uh... Why am I totally blanking on 2001: uh, Space Odyssey? That's what like it looked like the lines. Were <laughs> <out>. <laughs> no, no, no. David capital, capital. Funky Buddha Group sounds like a beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, one and of your
2: this openings. is why
0: I voted for it. <laughs> one of your favorite openings ever in a Hoffman film.
2: Just true realism his gut resting on her butt
0: and his is in Phil Znerhoffman and her butt as Academy in...
2: Award winner fellow Academy Award winner Marissa Tomei the love of my life
0: <laughs> very
2: graphic um, Yeah, probably his most graphic sex scene I'd say for sure I mean you know Sidney Lumet he's French we get it and is this his last film this is is his he last French? Film. I, I think I, I don't French. know. Is Lumet sounds French? That's so just a total broad <laughs> stroke. I've no I think idea. He's not French, but okay. Okay, well there you go. French American? Maybe. Who knows? You lucky son of a bitch. Old married <laughs> couple with Marissa Tomei.
0: A great Hoffman laugh.
2: Yeah. Last Tango in Paris? Oh, blame it on (laughs) you. That's what, honestly, that sex scene just reminded me of. Last Tango in Paris. Oh, Last Tango in (laughs) Paris. Yes. Look at those hoop earrings she's wearing. Are you further away from your microphone? You're a little soft
0: right now. I'm soft in what kind of way? Is that a sexual joke? No,
2: it's not a sexual joke. It's like your your volume. Um, I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm where I have been, so.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Considering we can't edit, apologies for the technical
2: question. Yes, it's fine. People, people will get it. I'm not going to apologize to anybody.
0: <laughs> no, I'm in the same place. Okay. Maybe I'm just speaking to you in softer tones because I'm seeing an intimate scene.
2: Maybe. I'll turn down the volume of the movie a little bit more since I have this good old closed captions on. But I just wanted to hear the two of them moaning in the beginning. I was in
0: <laughs> Yes, I have it at the absolute lowest it can be so that it doesn't bleed through your guys' sound systems as you watch along with us. I really wonder what percentage of the Hoff fans out there Watch the movie along with us. If one of them does, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs>
2: <sighs> it's a long, lingering scene. Yeah. Hey, babe. What an interesting way to start a movie.
0: I kind of forgot what this movie was about. I know it's about a robbery. Um, I know Mercedes Treme and Philip Morhoffman have a sex scene, which we saw, but I don't remember everything in the film. What are your memories of this movie? You don't have to say specific scenes, but do you remember enjoying it?
2: Yeah, no, definitely enjoying it. I remember seeing it in college for the first time, I and mean, that's when it came out. I believe 2007's the year. Um, and I just remember it being, you know, just like a crazy family dynamic, and you got Ethan Hawke, Phil Seymour Hoffman Brothers, and the parents own a jewelry store, Albert Finney being the father, then the mother is killed. And... Uncut gems, am I right? Yeah, exactly. The Day of the Robbery.
0: And I think I said this, but like, when I was watching originally, I'm like, oh, that looks like Bay Terrace in Queens. And I think it is Bay Terrace in Queens where they shot.
2: He's. It's just, it's just crazy, like, so many of his movies are New York. I mean, I know he grew up in Rochester, I know he lived, you know, I'm assuming most of his... Adult life. You know He went to NYU, and then we know he lived like in the West Village and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But um wait, is that? Oh, that's Aunt. Wow, we definitely. This is another case of not listening to the episode before the episode. <laughs> Got Just two, two Aunt, Aunt, Mays Aunt May's in this movie.
0: Two Aunt May's in this movie. You're right. Tobey Maguire Aunt May and
2: yeah, not uh, Tom... not Sally Field, but that is a Tom Holland Aunt May. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She looks good here. They made her, like, look... I mean, you know, this is 2007, which... Well, oh, I think that's, good. like, around the time in when the third Spider-Man came out, but I feel like she was just always... I know she's like, blonde hair in this movie versus, like, white hair, but she looks younger. Um, what was I going
0: to do? Very New York accent of the burglar. Yeah. It's almost like he's pretending. <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: Again, now we don't have him in this scene, but it's nice to get Hoffman in the first scene, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, this is just a collab that's just so odd between prolific director, pro- prolific actor. I mean, Sidney Lumet. 12 Angry Men, Murder on the Orient Express, Dog Day Afternoon, uh, you know, just... You may know him from his other
0: name, Sidney Pollock, right? <laughs>
2: no. They're often confused, though. Now I want to look up... Uh, i got to go to his Wikipedia. When another director who we had on
0: this podcast, Amos Poe, Philip Hoffman's first director, recommended this film. He said it was one of his favorite Philip Zimmer Hoffman films.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So Sidney Lumet was born in Philly and died in New York, so there you go. So the famous... Very,
0: very French, very French. there,
2: Very French. Let's look up look his biography.
0: A lot of lingering scenes I'm noticing, you know. It's not like quick stuff. It's like a lot of scenes oh. that take some time.
2: Yeah. Oh, he grew, he grew up in the Lower East Side.
0: That's that cool. makes He's sense.
2: Born in... Okay,
0: um... Is this his last film?
2: The... Yes. Um... Uh... Um... So his... Parents were uh, Polish Jewish immigrants. So no French gotcha. connection. No pun. <laughs> Not that he directed. <laughs> I was going to say what?
0: I'm looking at pictures of Sydney Lumet with Sydney Pollock.
2: <laughs> I don't know why. Because that's a beautiful world we live in. That's why. Sydney
0: Lumet. I think he won an Oscar for something, right? This
2: is, I lo- Aunt May is just like killing it in this movie. No pun intended again. No. <laughs> what a great, <laughs> what a great wig and mustache. <laughs> I
0: don't know. It doesn't really look like Bay Terrace there. So maybe I'm wrong, but I remember it being a place that I've been to that they shot this at.
2: They there were flags in the parking lot, uh, light poles that had uh sailboats on them. I don't know if that helps. True. True. I love the music in this movie.
0: It's very dramatic and old school.
2: Yeah, which is and I say this in a good way, very Sydney Lumet. Like I just think of twelve Angry Oh my god, he directed the Whiz. That's sick. <laughs> but you know, he directed his old uh network. And, like, it's Dog Day Afternoon. Like, one of them, That Serpico. It's just... Yeah, yeah, I would say... The stress in those movies. The anxiety. I
0: would say Network, Dog Day Afternoon, Murder on the Orient, Express, Serpico. Like, that run of his... I know 12 Angry Men, big deal. But that's the 50s. For me, when I think of him, I think of that early 70s run. Early to mid-70s run. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, like the... Troubled figures, the anti-hero.
0: Serpico, an Express, Dog Day Afternoon Network. Like that four in a row? That's what I think of.
2: I mean, that's just amazing. You can't, I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that was around the same time. Ooh, so do we know who this is right here? Do you recognize her, Kyle?
2: Um, I totally. I was. I was. I was about to. uh... (laughs) I'm kidding. It's Amy Ryan,
0: of course. Hoffman. Hoffman legend, if you will. She's. No, yeah, no, I I know. I
2: was just about to say, like Amy Adams. I knew that. Oh,
0: (laughs) another Hoffman legend there.
2: Yeah, this was the movie that when you like said like, oh, I think when we were watching. Jack goes boating. You're like, what are the other movies that she's in? And it's Capote, and then this one, right? Is there yeah, another? One? She's in three. Yeah, yeah,
0: three big ones for him.
2: Yeah. Right now he is like Sandy Lyle in the boardroom look, <laughs> almost. I love the salmon-colored shirt he's wearing.
0: He has kind of a sandy voice, too.
2: It's so his, like, sure-of-himself voice, you know?
0: So he's been um, he's been in a movie with Ethan Hawke before, correct? Or no?
2: He's been in a movie with Ethan Hawke before. I
0: guess not. I'm trying to think.
2: No, not to the best of my... Uh, for a second, I thought you were like... Testing me, I was gonna be like the yearling or something. But <laughs> it's like, what's the, what's the, he's, a, what's the, what movie is, he's not an Iron Will, right? What's the other one? What's the dog Who, Ethan one? Ethan Hawk.
0: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I know Ethan Hawk is someone who's spoken many times in the past about how much Phil Simmerhoffman meant to him. I think they were in plays together and stuff. Ethan Hawk, of course, does a lot of Shakespeare, so as, Hoffman done in the past.
2: Yeah. So like actually right. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. no. This is on Hawk related, so go for it.
2: No, I was just going to say that it feels like they've been, in, you know, they just have I see you can credit that to just their chemistry in this movie. It just feels like they were or sh- you know, should have been in more stuff together. I think they play off one another incredibly well.
0: They absolutely do. They absolutely do.
2: They might not look like brothers, but obviously sometimes you know, brothers don't have to look like one another, but.
0: So <laughs> I just looked it up. Sidney Lumet never won a competitive Oscar. He was given an honorary award in 2005, wow. but never won a competitive Oscar. Isn't
2: that I mean, crazy? Eh, Kubrick didn't either. Hitchcock didn't, you know? No, it doesn't mean anything, but. No, I'm just no, let's I'm just, a- just, just add them to the list of guys that 100% should have
0: nominated for network dog day afternoon and 12 angry men and a movie called the verdict
2: <sighs> it's just uh i know they're both in like tight spots but just Ugh. This movie gives me so much anxiety. Because, again, it,
0: they're stealing from their parents. Yeah. They think it's the perfect crime, but it's actually, like, the most heinous crime you can commit.
2: Is there. There's gotta be. Is there, like, some Greek tragedy that this, like, is takes after?
0: It seems like it, right? I don't know. Again, very New York setting right here. Yeah. Wait, they have sex, too?
2: You didn't remember that, or are you being... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, okay.
0: Would you have sex with your brother's wife
2: or girlfriend? Is it Marissa Tomei?
0: <laughs> oh, not we get it, a lot it, of butt Shane in this movie, star? man and woman butt
2: it's not fair
0: it's not fair to get a lot of butt in this movie no it's just,
2: you know what I mean. <laughs> She's a little—I I, not commenting on her performance. She's fantastic, but it's like a little derivative of my cousin Vinny. That's just because, like, that's what we're used to, you know. Well, I yeah, the voice, who... just like I'm, you know, yeah. Now I gotta look up Marissa Tomei.
0: She's great. Like, I know we're not, like, the ones who are the first ones to ever say that she's great. (laughs) She's an Oscar winner, but.
2: Yeah, she's a young Oscar winner.
0: I think it was one of those things where it was a surprise and no one knew her name and people were like, oh, that's interesting. And then, like, earned her stripes even after that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: For sure, yeah. I feel like Halle Berry falls into that a little bit, too. Probably Charlize Theron. Were... I sure
0: at more than Halle, but I think you're you're right in a sense. But I, I I would say Marissa Tomei has done more great things than Halle Berry since her Oscar.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, not definitely not you know, yeah. I agree. Oh, the late great Albert Finney.
0: So great. My favorite Scrooge of all time. Ooh. Big fish.
2: I, I love him in big fish he's great in that movie so marissa tomei was um boy god she's 55 years old i mean i know this is a movie from 13 years ago but so that means this is also so this movie came out uh, right before the wrestler which i'm you know i'm not trying to uh talk about her physicality but she was very <laughs> she was very comfortable in that movie as well uh and, uh, so yeah, she was, what did I just say? This movie's 13 years old, so she was, uh, 42. But anyway, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. She was born in Brooklyn. So I just feel like she's, um, you know, she borrows, I'm sure, from just so many people she's met over the years, you know, just had a lot of inspiration,
0: and she's on something we talk about a lot. Well, I think the first season as well. She's on the first season of A Different World.
2: Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: She was also, um I know she won for My Cousin Vinny, but I know she was also nominated for The Wrestler and a movie called In the Bedroom, which I haven't seen.
2: I haven't seen that either. Hmm.
0: Sissy uh, Spacek, Tom Wilkinson, Earl's on that film.
2: Ooh. Uh, she's in a movie that I'm looking forward to uh, renting when it comes out, which is The King of Staten Island. She plays Pete Davidson's mother.
0: Which is crazy. But
2: And yeah. <laughs> her love interest is Bill Burr. So between <laughs> good old, old freckles in that movie and then uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who, I mean, he has freckles too, but just like he's got the very, uh, you know, average man Kind of vibe to him, as we've discussed plenty of times. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. it. Just, I know it's fictional, but it just, just makes me, just makes me think, makes me dream.
0: Makes you think you have some hope with Marisa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs> I, Would I, you? I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask anyway for our Hoff fans out there. She tomorrow asks you out. Do you go on the date?
2: If my girlfriend understands. And abides by my top five list. Yes,
0: <laughs> she's not listening right now. You could uh let's just say you're single for all intents and purposes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would. I would if she said want to. But get it's something married, you would take serious.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm saying it's something you would take serious.
2: Yeah, you would marry I'd someone
0: fl- that much your senior.
2: One hundred percent. It's Marissa. I, Tomei. I'm not blaming you. I'm not just you, for man. her like her i mean her she just seems so cool person forget like she does seem cool forget her the, the look, her looks which i'm incredibly attracted to but her personality is just seems she just seems really cool she just just seems like she gets it like she just like loves working in what she's works in she works on a, a variety of projects she gives it her all she seems like a team player you know like yeah, awesome. Just, she seems like an awesome person.
0: Makes sense. So what what would you call a scene like this? Like a setup?
2: Well, we got the tease before, you know, of him saying, like, you got to say yes before I tell you exactly what it is. And now you get Ethan Hawke <laughs> just totally... Like, already just seems like he's in over his head. I mean, you know, at, at this point, it's much more on it's like, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, his, his, his character really needs the money. It's Ethan Hawke needs it more for, I don't know, uh, to be a better parent, to give his daughter what he wants to give her.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just reading some stuff now. Originally in the script, they were not brothers. Sidney Lumet added it to add some drama to the film.
2: Interesting. So I wonder, were the parents one of their parents? Good question. And if so, who? Yeah. If you were going to make that choice, if they were not brothers and just... Really good friends, like the one guy knows, like they're like childhood friends, one of those kind of movies, and whoever has the parents, like knows those parents really well, like grew up eating at dinner at their house. Do you have a, do you have a preference in whose parents they are?
0: I don't know. I think there's pros and cons to both. I like that they're brothers, though. I think it does add something. Another another note that I'm reading now is that that nude scene we just saw with Ethan Hawke and Marisa Tomei. Ethan Hawke it wasn't written that he be naked in the scene too, but to make Marisa Tomei feel more comfortable and to even out the scene, he was like, I'll get naked too.
2: I think that's just a um a sane man wanting to be naked next to Marisa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You want to it know another? Not... What, okay. Sorry. No, I was gonna say well, another interesting thing that I was kind of noticing, but I'm not like film savvy enough to confirm it. That's kind Harsh of lighting. Was like... Yes, relatedly, this is the first and because of his death, only film that Sydney Lumet shot on digital.
2: Ah, okay.
0: It looks very digital. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm used to like the Sydney Lumet like. He has a harsh film look with his lighting, you know? And for better or worse, you don't, you see the lighting here, but it looks different. Like compare this to like, you know, his 70s films that we were talking about.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's got harsh lighting, like, you know, what he's choosing to lighten his characters with, but it still, yeah, it has the digital smoothness.
0: Yeah, you're not seeing like that, like darkness, you know, <laughs> yeah. around the edges and stuff. And apparently, ah, he, what... I was going to say, apparently he loved working on digital and that he planned to do all his movies in, going forward on digital.
2: That's, um, did you watch Boardwalk Empire?
0: Yeah, but not, I, like only when it was out.
2: The woman that was in the room was, uh, Michael White, Jimmy Darmody, the character, his, his wife.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guys, I've seen the guy a lot too, right?
2: Yeah, I'll have to look him up. <laughs> Brian F. O. Burn, O. Burn, um, he's a million dollar baby. Maybe I've seen him there. He's in Bug. He's in the International. He's in. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other. Those are the big ones.
0: He received a lot of nominations for the production of Frozen, apparently, on Broadway. So. Hmm. Broadway guy No Reservations That's a film that you should know From your podcast
2: Oh yeah he's uh... Sean Is that her? who she dates in the movie Like before Aaron Eckhart Hmm Yeah I covered that a while ago He's in Season of the Witch Hashtag Cage Club True <laughs> this, this is a silly wig mustache <laughs> He
0: looks good in it though, you know Like if there was some kind of like Tarantino 70s film, I would buy it
2: Yeah, he just looks like a porn
1: star <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i mentioned murder on the orient express before actually albert finney was in that film as well yeah not the no, remake
2: no, no yeah. Yeah. The, the, the thing i love it
0: so i'll, I'll quiz question you kyle we talked about the two Oscar winners in this film, our main man, Philip Sumer and Marissa Tomei, right? But there uh-huh. are five other Oscar nominees who are actors in this film. Can you name them?
2: Uh, Albert Finney? That's one. Amy Ryan? That's two. Michael Shannon? That's three. How many did you say? Five. Jeez.
0: I mean, you're missing a big one. He's the other star of this movie. Ethan Hawke? Yes, who was nominated for Training Day and Boyhood. Okay. Training Day before this, but you get it.
2: I guess Rosemary Harris?
0: Rosemary Harris. I'm trying to look up what she was married for. Married. (laughs) Yeah, what she was Rosemary for. (laughs) Nominated for.
2: Okay, so.
0: Tom and Viv, it was called. I don't know. So he
2: When he went to go pick up the car, the, the guy, you know, renting it to him said, Hanson, right? And I just, you know, didn't remember names right now, but it's Hanson Jewelers. Why the fuck, like, if you're the getaway and, like, someone sees the car and then goes to the, like, they're doomed. No matter what which I think is just something given in this movie in a way.
0: Yeah, I so I got that and I'm just completely assuming that it's like they thought this was going to be so easy that they didn't care about that kind of stuff, which is stupid. Yeah.
2: And then also like he, you know, so then his buddy said to him when uh Bobby said to him um don't worry, I'm going to do this by myself. i you know, you don't have to go. And he's like, "Oh, really?" So that's why he was wearing like the mustache and the wig, but it's like You really like think that that would fool your mom? Like at least just wear the ski mask, like this guy wears,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, it's a little odd.
2: (laughs) It just, it just seems like a shit. I know, I I agree with you in the sense of, and why he's listening to heavy metal, I don't know. Or I guess, oh, to get him in the mood, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like Dwight Schrute in the Office. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Exactly. Ethan Hawk would have been a, a good replacement boss.
0: I could see that. Quickly, can you name the other Marissa Tomei, Philip Seymour, Hoffman film? Oh, uh, I love
2: these cuts, by the way.
0: Very, very different, you know.
2: I'm sorry, so what was your question?
0: What's the other Tomei, Hoffman film?
2: Oh, uh, Ides of March. Yep. Yeah, I love their dynamic in that. Which, I that was too. after this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. 2000... I'd say March is like Ten? 2010,
0: 2011, yeah. I've got to look up filming locations that's bothering me. I, I was
2: mean. literally just uh, um, <laughs> going to be... Okay, The ju- yeah, it's Bayside, jewelry store, Bayside, Queens.
0: Okay, okay, it looks like it. And I swore it was. I just didn't want to be wrong. You know? Okay,
2: so it says second unit is. For, so second unit, you know what that is in film terms, right? Yes. Um, so that's 47th Street. Mr. Hansen's house is Douglaston, Queens,
0: which is close to Bayside.
2: And then St. Agnes Hospital in White Plains. Then there's just a generic Queens, New York, it says. And then uh, Hell Gate Studios, Astoria. Okay, those where are they? so it's I mean it's all all in New York and then just a little bit up in I guess what's that Westchester County White Plains
0: yeah But so New York area film for sure 100% yeah. so while doing some research I found a great photo which I'm 100% going to use as our like you know weekly photo on the website let me show it, it to you
2: is it PSH plowing Marissa
0: <laughs> Yes, exactly. No, you know how I like to use for our run like very simplistic backgrounds and photos. Check uh-huh. out how simple and awesome this is. I sent it to you via, via uh, Facebook Messenger.
2: Oh, Facebook Messenger. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Just all black like that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's just a picture that existed?
0: Yeah, it's a promo shot for the film.
2: But like it didn't and didn't have like the movie title on or anything. It's no, literally... I didn't like
0: create it right now. No, it just oh, okay. a, it's a promo shot. Wow,
2: that's that's very interesting.
0: Hmm. What is he doing? <laughs> I think I saw some of that in Boogie Nights, but I don't know what that. Is.
2: Oh, that's cocaine. Say. I thought he was doing, like, one of those sugar straws. Yeah. It was just a different type of candy. Nose candy. Yes.
0: Do you like Hoffman the businessman?
2: I like him when he's not... Or, no, I mean, I I, I like him in everything. I prefer him to be, like, almost, like, stress-free. I, lo- I love, like, almost, like, carefree Hoffman.
0: But that, like, really stressed Hoffman as a classic character, too, you know? Yeah,
2: when he, yeah, when he...
0: Owning Mahoney, I even think of, you know?
2: Yeah, love Liza.
0: Owning Mahoney. I
2: don't know if you've ever said this specifically, but in this film in particular... You know what, he, do, he does look like he could be Albert Finney's son. He does, if it it's well. But, like, the his eyebrows in this movie are really standing out to me. They look bushier than, like...
0: Maybe around. they did them specially. I don't know. I'm not, yeah. like, an eyebrow expert, but that's a good call. Cindy yeah. Lament is such a different filmmaker, right? Like, I'm noticing it now because, again, we're here and we're trying to pay attention. Like, you don't see shots like this anymore.
2: Yeah, not like... I mean, you see establishing shots, but not ones that really... What he does is... I feel in shots like those, he's... Oh, I forgot about this character. I
0: forgot about this, too. I almost think it's Tilda Swinton. I know it's not, but you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> no, it's Conan O'Brien. <laughs> That's just a joke that he... No, uses. but, like, <laughs>
0: again, like a, like a far away shot that just moves up like that, as weird as that is, that well, lingers that
2: long... Yeah, and what I think he's doing with that is just, I mean, establishing, okay, this is an important location, and it's almost kind of creating, like, a inanimate object into a character.
0: Yeah. but I, I think filmmakers today, for better or worse, though, use a lot of quick shots, you know? Like, here, 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 bang, 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 like, almost like out of a gun, you know? And this, even, it's weird because this is digital, this is a newer film, and it has an old school vibe.
2: Definitely. Yeah, it, 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 this is, I mean, his style and just an older style of filmmaking. It's cool,
0: it's refreshing. Believe it yeah, or not. Cause... It's old, but it's new because we don't see a
2: lot <laughs> of it anymore. Yeah, you know, I was just, let me, let me look back at his, um, his filmography I want to see so I mean I knew this was his last movie before this is a movie called Find Me Guilty with wait what fucking Vin Diesel oh my god I am becoming a Joey you're listening to this I am becoming a Patreon contributor so I can pick you to watch Find Me Guilty on Too Fast to Forever
0: I wonder if they covered that I've actually seen this I didn't realize he did that
2: I'll it's ask like him a, now. Yeah, it's a, it's a crime film with uh, Vin Diesel, Peter Dinklage. It needs to be... I mean, crime and Vin Diesel, that deserves to be part of Too Fast or Forever.
1: <laughs> he
0: has hair in it, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah,
2: it's crazy. You know who he would make a good... Uh, with the hair that he has in the movie? He'd make a good young Polly Walnuts.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I'm remembering the cover now. I'm looking it up. I didn't realize it was a Sydney Lumet film. Is that
2: like? Do you think Vin Diesel like? Is that his hair? He let it grow out. I don't know. It's a good question. This is crazy. <laughs> Why isn't Vin Diesel in more stuff like this?
0: Uh, well, we he's won't such get a, it. The he's such, such
2: a. I'm sorry, Joey. Again for you listening to this. He's such an arrogant asshole.
0: He is. He's very arrogant. If you get into fights with The Rock,
2: you must be arrogant. You know. And The Rock has some arrogant moments, too, but...
0: Yes, but in a different kind of way. Like, his arrogance is, like, earned, if that makes sense, you know?
2: Yeah. Like, The Rock, by all means, is, like, a whore. Like, everything he's pushing with his tequila and, like, his, like, motivational messages gets a little too much for me.
0: For you, maybe, but for America, it makes so much sense. And what I like about The Rock is, like, I don't ever feel like he's bullshitting. I feel like he believes every word he says you know. And okay, he's the so whole...
2: Trump though.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. I wouldn't say that. I think I don't want to get political here, but I definitely don't agree with that point.
2: I th- I think I'm not president... and that's not me that's not me comparing like even then what they're saying to being No, I, I
0: think the president says things and he knows he's ma- manipulating people. I'll just leave it at that. Whether you like that or not, that's your choice, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think the rock feels that way. I think he's like let fuck it let's make it a tequila like no one works harder than him in in anything I'm sorry No, <laughs> like, no I, I, know that's I, I know
2: I I think it's just uh, I love that we're having this conversation while Philip Seymour Hoffman is doing heroin Jesus Christ <laughs> the escalation in this film yeah this def I mean you know not to get from me kind of making it political then just bring it to a dark conversation but this is has to be a movie that he pulled from you know a bit from his experiences as an addict.
0: Hopefully it didn't go the other way and, like, you know, had him think about it again and it was unhealthy. I hope not.
2: I don't... I mean, at least... I mean, supposedly it's recorded that it was after the Master that he had a... you know, his lapse and started using it again. So that's five years later, so... True, true. Um, no, I, I just... Just to wrap up my opinion on the rock you know i love him but i think he knows he's incredibly charismatic and he knows like he can like so he just so yeah use that to sell your tequila but just like to me he does it so much that it almost rides the line of phony but whatever i mean it's i'm not like i'm not offended by him it's just i thought fo- hey no, but- i follow him on social media clearly i enjoy him and that's how i'm seeing these things right? yeah.
0: i just see that as part of his hard work like he says like i'm famous. I, like, it's not, like, I 100% believe he knows every ingredient in that tequila, believes in that, that tequila, and believes it's the best. And that's yeah. why he, he does it so much. He's like, every ounce of me is going to go to sell this tequila, or sell this movie, or sell this or this or that, you know? I yeah, I
2: guess I guess just because it's like, his enthu- he's so enthusiastic, and it's like the same level of enthusiasm for everything. I'm like, that can't be real.
0: <laughs> I just think it is, because I think he just, like... Puts in 100% effort in everything. I know a lot of celebrities like put their name on something and don't really know what's in it. I don't believe that about him. I'm a lousy lay. <laughs> uh, that's not what it appeared. What a
2: what shrug re- reaction. <laughs> you. Why isn't some Duran Duran playing in this? Hey. <laughs> Do we ever get, do you remember, And do we get like a, why, why is she sticking with him? Is it because no. he lives, I guess, technically a nicer lifestyle, gives her more things?
0: I think so. I think they have history, I think.
2: She just seemed very unhappy.
0: People stay in unhappy things all the time.
2: I don't know. I just couldn't remember if the, something comes to...
0: Apparently in the original script they had a kid. I guess that would be a motivational factor.
2: Oh, for sure. And that would just make this movie even more depressing, so that's good. Though. <laughs>
0: that was taken away by Cindy Lamette. It was like, I'll make them brothers, but we'll take away the kid to even out the depression. Yeah. Now that we talk about it, I really think that it was probably his parents, Andrew's parents, because I think they're portraying Ethan Hawke as kind of like a dumb thug, and I could see him not being related, if that makes sense, you know? Just like a th- dumb thug he's taking advantage of.
2: Yeah, and still like you would have if 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 they went in the direction that I was kind of explaining, like their childhood friends, and he knew his parents. Like, no, nah, they were so sweet to me growing up. Like, I can't do that. Yeah, you could have that. Yeah, I'm smart. That was my amazing line read. If I was in this movie, no, nah, they were sweet to me growing up. That's <laughs> <laughs> my it's my
0: contribution. And and Hoffman's character here, Andrew, he's always like selling
2: himself, kind of. What does he, I know we were just like in the office for a while before. Do you remember what he works in? Totally forgot. Yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) Good laugh. (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. Bless you. Thank you.
1: Hmm.
2: I love Portugal. Or are they talking about Brazil?
0: I mean, they've been talking about Rio, Rio so yeah. So if I remember correctly, obviously the mother was working at the jewelry store but she wasn't supposed to be. Yeah,
2: like, I
0: think I think that's what it was. Like that's one of the botches here. And the other thing I kind of remember is like again, they thought it was going to be something that wasn't going to be a big deal. They would take the jewelry, the parents would file insurance and
2: Yeah, would they didn't that. know that there was going to be a gun there.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I forgot about the scene and I remember it now. I remember watching the scene and like thinking about getting engaged and being like, oh no, this is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> like two thousand dollars and hundreds so it's not like oh shit, (laughs) but it makes sense
2: (laughs) what do they think they can take what are they trying to get how much do you know
0: i forgot the exact amount but it's a lot of money because they're just gonna pawn the jewelry or not pawn you know what i mean Ethan Hawke's accent in this is, like, very different, too.
2: Yeah, I wonder... I, I mean, are they supposed to be Queen's Boys, we're assuming? I
0: don't know. Maybe. <sighs> He's so manipulative, you know. He's so manipulative with his brother. He knows he's smarter than his brother, and he's just like saying whatever makes sense.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, it is crazy. Like that, I just can't get it out of my head. Now you saying that they're originally, but you know, they weren't brothers. It just see. It just. I mean, obviously, that there is the older brother, younger brother dynamic, and that. Ken does exist, the manipulation with those, with, you know, a relationship like that, but you just almost see it as, like, they get just better off as, like, childhood friends and just knowing that, like, this is a guy that is more in that world of stuff, you know?
0: I don't know, I don't know, Kyle. <laughs>
2: Is that a cop movie? They, I know not Training Day, but is it is it Brooklyn's Finest? Is that the name of it? You ever uh, that? Sounds it like, like Richard it. Gere, right? I think it's like Ethan Hawke, Richard Gere.
0: Yes, uh, Richard Gere, Don Cheadle, Ethan Hawke, yeah. Wesley Snipes. Wesley
2: Snipes, yeah, that was the first movie he was in after he got out of jail.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, it's a good movie. Who directed that? You've got it pulled up?
0: What's this guy's name? Anthony uh, F- Fukua? Is that how you pronounce it? He, he did oh, Training yeah. Day. Oh, yeah, so Training Day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last movie... Yeah, the, I was just double-checking. The last movie I, I saw him do was Southpaw. 2015.
2: Who, Ethan Hawke?
0: No, uh the director, Anthony Fukua, whatever.
2: Oh, I um where was I just talking I mean I've seen the Equalizers. They're fun movies. They're like they're you know, like I mean Denzel's amazing is Denzel. Washington. Yeah, I've seen
0: the first one, but the Southpaw's after that. I've never seen the sequel.
2: Magnificent who was I just telling Magnificent Seven? I was telling somebody about that. Oh Is that
0: like the Adam Sandler movie with like Yes, a- exactly. Taylor Lautner and stuff. Yeah. No,
2: I was talking about that on... Uh, it's an episode that hasn't come out yet on Foodie Films, but um, actually might be coming out the same week as this. But uh, Mystic Pizza, because Vincent D'Onofrio's mm. in that. Yes. And, uh, and and he's in Magnificent Seven. And I was just saying how great of an actor he is and how like versatile he is.
0: You know he's in one of our favorite films, The Breakup.
1: Yes.
2: Oh my god, poor Albert Finney.
0: There's a great scene later with Albert Finney. It might be one of Hoffman's greatest scenes.
2: Yeah, oh boy. This movie tortures me. Hoff fans, why are you... (laughs) Why'd uh, you do this to us? Why'd you do this to us? I guess we're giving you the options, right? Or no, now fate is giving us the options, right?
0: So I was uh, doing the research and apparently there's a scene in here with Hoffman and Marissa Tomei in the car, I don't think we've seen it yet. No. And that scene is was I will say Sidney Lumet's favorite acting scene that he ever directed.
2: Wow. So let's, wow, let's keep... that's saying a lot.
0: It is, and he directed Pacino in like his prime. So let's try to look out for that scene that he's talking about because I don't quite remember it to be honest with you. Mm. Oh, Kosher Deli.
2: Ooh. What an outlet. Or strip mall. I don't know what you're going to call
0: it. Yeah, it's like a strip mall. But it has, you know, it has like regular stores too. Like Banana Republic and stuff. Yeah.
2: He just has such a great voice.
0: He does. Very distinct.
2: Oh my god.
0: What's wrong? What happened? Yeah. How the music
2: escalates, right? Yeah, Yeah, just crescendos. Yeah, I want. I need to look up. Okay, I'm not. I haven't looked it up yet. This music sounds very similar to the music that is in um, Silence of the Lambs. So right now, I'm going to look up the composer, and I'll be very proud of myself if it's the same person. If not, it's no hair, hair off my back. Let's see. Uh, All cast and crew, composer, Carter Burwell. Um, Nope.
0: (laughs) So you're not proud of yourself. You're ashamed of yourself.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's really funny. You want to know something? He is, um, uh, um, he's accredited on the soundtrack of The Big Lebowski.
0: Ooh, another
2: pick. So we you were gonna, we were gonna picked, yeah. yeah. We we're gonna get him either way. Let me see a music music department. Nope. Okay. Or wait, oh, I wasn't looking under composer. I'm an idiot. Um. Nope, still not. Okay. He, <laughs> he Oh no. You know what is this? It it's, it actually sounds a lot like Fargo, and he did Fargo. Okay. Okay. It really no. It's just yeah. It's it has the I just imagine in Fargo and like the long driving shots. It has a very similar because that's the an anxious movie too. Yeah, that's know? true. Like that's and that's like family crimes gone wrong. Oh, this guy's awesome. He did the. He was the composer. Let me just read some of the movies. So he did Blood Simple. So he's got a very long relationship with the um, with the Coen Brothers. He did Raising Arizona. Um, Miller's so he's the Crossing. Coen Brothers guy. Yeah, Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, but then he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm skipping around, this isn't like all, he did Wayne's World 2. Interesting. Airheads. A goofy movie. A couple movies you've been covering on High School. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Backtrack a little here. They found someone who did the robbery.
2: Oh, that was the guy
0: he hired maybe to help them? Like, but it's not, it's not Ethan Hawke.
2: Yeah, it was the guy that was shot in the doorway.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. But they found him, is what I'm asking.
2: Yeah, because Ethan Hawke drove away.
0: The photo didn't look like it was his photo, that's why.
2: Oh, okay. I was expecting a bigger, uh when I said Goofy movie, I thought that was going to...
0: No, sorry, I was watching the film. <laughs> I was intrigued at this part. Yeah, no, I
2: mean, this guy, clearly... Picture Perfect, one of your favorite films.
0: Clearly did a did a... Good job at soundtrack here.
2: Three Kings being John Malkovich. (laughs) A Knight's Tale. Great composer.
0: Prolific composer, that's for
2: sure. Adaptation. The Alamo. No Country for Old Men. Yeah, I mean, more Coen Brothers. Yeah, he's done like every Coen Brothers movie. The Blind Side. Yeah. Oh the founder. We covered that.
0: We did. Ooh, that's weird. And this is where the movie really picks up for me because like the dad is so intent on discovering this, you know. Uh yeah.
1: just uncovering who,
0: yeah, who crime. did the crime. I forgot they had I forgot
2: sister. there's a sister.
0: Yeah. Classic Hoffman, right there. Just let it go. Your wife got shot. Big deal.
2: Let it go, let it go. So Aunt May in this movie is like the Uncle Ben. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yes. And Philip Zimmer Hoffman is Spider-Man? Or who, who? Ethan Hawke, maybe? I don't know. Uh. Ethan Hawkeye?
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Philip Zimmer Hoff, Spider-Man? Oh, there he is. There he is. There's the Hawkster. How much uh, difference in age do you think Hoffman is than Hawk in real life?
2: I'm sorry, the difference in age between Philip Stern, Hoffman, Ethan, Hawk? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're, like, the same age.
0: That's what I would guess. Let me see.
2: Maybe a two-year difference?
0: Who's older, who's younger, if if you had to pick? Uh,
2: um, mm, Actually, I really don't know. I'm just... I want to say Philip Seymour Hoffman, but at the same time, I'd, I'm... Just, I'm gonna As what? S- is older, but at the same time, I think it might be Ethan Hawke.
0: Philip Seymour Hoffman is three years older than Ethan Hawke.
2: Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. I was just going by, like... I mean, Ethan Hawke has a grown-up daughter. Not, like, that old, but she's... old or you know? Uh, and Ethan Hawke definitely had... Um, you know, I think, well, uh, let me, let me, what's, when, when, when was the first, what's the first before movie that he's in? You know?
0: I, I, yeah, I don't know though.
2: It's that, there's like before midnight, before sunset, before sunrise. I think before sunrise is the first one. Yeah. 1995. So, I mean, you know, that was a, I mean, it's an indie film, but that was a, like became kind of like a,
0: richard linklater
2: indie yeah indie hit um that's 95 so that's well before you know boogie nights was psh's breakout role so just, i was just what made me start questioning things was just having a career before psh and then just having the daughter of the age that she is but
0: what is yeah. ethan hawk's daughter from like that you know her
2: Um, the main things are the most recent season of Stranger Things and then, uh, um, uh, a small role, but it's just, she just sounds so much like her, looks like her, but sounds so much like Uma Thurman, but in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Gotcha. Which is fun because that's a, you know, Tarantino movie and Tarantino directed Uma Thurman twice. So, oh, three, three times. Sorry. Three times.
0: Three times. Technically. Yeah. I don't know. You're more of a Tarantino guy than I am. Would you have liked to have seen a Tarantino Hoffman collab? Ooh. Could it have worked? Could it have worked?
2: Could it have worked? For sure. Yeah, that would have been great. I would have, I would have dug that. This, this, I, I, I mean, Sydney, Sydney Lumet is totally in the, you know, like wheelhouse of Autor directors that inspired Tarantino. You would think, right? Like this, this, this movie has, or I should say Tarantino movies has, like, Sidney Lumet in this movie vibes, you know? Yeah. He handles just like that, yeah, the crime and the handling of it, and Tarantino is just a, uh, I think just like, takes what he loves, and then just revs it, just hits the gas pedal.
0: I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Sentiment. Like this? I could see this in a Tarantino film. What just happened right there?
2: Yeah, well, and there you go right there, just as far as the the editing of this, and like Mm -hmm. Out of Order and Jumping Back. I mean, you know, it's movies like this, and then, uh, I mean, I know it's a, a much... Well this film is technically newer than this movie but I'm just going with the styles of Sidney Lumet but the uh you know that movie Run Lola Run showing like Of course. Yeah. Uh I yeah I just I love movies like that and just t- telling the story in this order.
0: So we're about halfway through this film and I made a note because I really did want to talk about this. Oh yes, um, I
2: know I I know that there was yeah the,
0: uh... 2007, this film came out. There was another film in 2007 involving Phil Sumer Hoffman and a sibling of his. Can you remember what it was?
2: The Savages?
0: The Savages, correct. Same year. Two great films in the same year. And of course his co-star there was Laura Linney. Laura Linney was recently on Mark Marin's podcast and we both listened to it and she talked a lot about Phil Sumer Hoffman.
2: Yes. Um was this one that I know you then said it to me, but was this one that Joey pointed out to us or was that Uh, Joey
0: might've pointed it out, but that wasn't what like inspired me to listen to it. I was just looking at like recent Marin episodes and I listened to it and then I was like, Oh, I think Joey told us about this. So yes and no. Um, but she talks about him a lot. She talks about like how she thinks about him every time she acts and how they had such a special relationship acting together. Um, and, right. Like what did you take from the interview?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, just talking with Mark Maron, he was really, his questions were leading towards, after her initial statement, like, what did you take from working with him, and what do you still think of when you think of him, and what do you, like, from working with him, um, yeah, what do you bring to set like maybe from something you learned with him on that but they were just seemed like they became friends i i think it was but more because of that movie right i don't think she said that they were i'm sure obviously they knew one another yeah but i
0: think like she talked a lot about being on the savages with him and just being able to connect and was such a great experience working with him she still thinks about him today in almost every role she does and I, i don't know They had such a special friendship, according to her, and it it was just nice to hear.
2: Yeah, and just seeing how he just gave it everything he had, you know, to the role. Just really put himself out there, made himself very vulnerable, and she just really appreciated that to, you know, play off of that.
0: Absolutely. So, guys, we both highly recommend listening to that Mark Maron episode with Laura Linney. Um, It's more towards the end of it, but it's not just like a one-line Hoffman thing. Like, she continues referencing him and mentioning him, and they were great together. And It's a shame we couldn't see them act again together, because I still think they'd be doing things to this day.
2: Yeah, and I think there was even a question of his that alluded towards that, and, you know, she obviously is, you know... Remiss in general of the, you know, the loss of his life, but just that she, you know, that they didn't get to work together again, but just that they'd stay in touch and they just respected one another a lot and sounded like a pretty, pretty incredible experience to work with him on the savages.
0: She's a great great actor obviously we know that and she does Ozark now but she's done so many so many great things throughout her career but this is a great interview with Mare and he really gets like the most out of her not that I'm not saying like it's his effort that is the reason that she says all this I don't know what it is but you really feel like you get to know her at the end of the interview I guess that's what I'm saying
2: yeah yeah it's just some uh they they definitely had a connection and she felt comfortable sharing certain things that not every interview is gonna get from an interviewee um, oh you also i know, i know you wanted to talk about what movies are on h b o i think was something that you oh yeah i'm
0: watching this on hbo max so i decided to just type hoffman in the hbo max thing and i'll do it now because uh, something was very interesting i don't know if we talked about it on our original run but it might be something that you and i need to watch and comment on so let me just pull that up while we uh continue to watch the film so don't mind me for a second
2: yeah, I think I said in one episode, I kind of went through and said what uh, streaming services were offering what.
0: Yeah, I just, so I looked at HBO Max because it's new and they have some new things. There was nothing necessarily new. And of course, the streaming things change. You have Emperor, Empire Falls, which we knew was like an HBO production anyway, parts one and two. Flawless is on HBO Max. Cold Mountain, this film, Punch Drunk Love, along came Polly. But there's something called Salinger. Um, did we, did we ever talk about the Salinger project? No. So it's a 2013 documentary that looks back on the life and career of catcher in the rye writer J.D. Salinger, mm-hmm. and it includes interviews with Edward Norton, John Cusack, Martin Sheen, Tom Wolfe, Gore Vidal, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Wow so that's something we should check out on hbo i I could be on hbo go as well because it seems like an hbo production but it's on hbo max which i have um and definitely something maybe before our next episode that we should watch and just check out what these interviews are like
2: for sure i'm excited i love any any new thing
0: yeah like this this slipped under the radar i guess
2: yeah you know what now now you've got me um Intrigued. I don't know if it's actually something I've ever looked up before, but you know, I'm like IMDb 1 and then it says um self. Yeah. Going to look at his now out curiosity. 99 things.
0: It's always weird cuz it's like every Golden Globe, every Oscar. Oh, we got Michael Shannon. This is this the first time we see him in the movie? Yeah. And it's an hour and 6 minutes in. <laughs>
2: I like he's he's one of my favorite living actors.
0: He had a moment. I'm not saying he's not in that moment now, but he had a moment where he was like in everything and I don't think that's the case so much today. Maybe it's his decision. I'm not saying it's not, but you know what I mean.
2: I feel like he took a little step back. Um Oh, yeah, he's the brother of the sister of the guy who got killed.
0: He's the he's... brother of the sister?
2: I'm sorry <laughs> I totally said that weird and wrong he's the brother of this woman who dated yeah you know the guy who got killed oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're oh and they're both uh, that's fun they're and they're both boardwalk Empire alums they had True. scenes together so that's like oh wait this <laughs> is before Bo- wait yeah this is before Boardwalk Empire so that's kind of fun show yeah. up at boardwalk Empire you have some scenes together like yeah we fucking got to work with Sydney Lumet Yeah, okay, Salinger um, You know, obviously a lot of it is uh, uh, Award ceremonies that Mm -hmm. obviously you're credited into He was on something called Oh, okay. It's just a Canada t- late-night talk show called The Hour.
0: Yeah, most of the your things you're going to see there are interviews.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I guess we did look at this a while ago because it said, yeah, it said other things. like
0: Just must have slipped through the cracks.
2: Oh, and he's... I own this. He's... I don't remember him in it, though. He's in the... I knew it was you rediscovering John... Oh. because cause, how'd you pronounce his name? Kazale? Kaziel? Kaziel, I think.
0: I didn't know he was in that either.
2: Yeah, it says self 2000. That was only a short? That wasn't a featured doc?
0: No, it was, I mean, it was not, I know it was around like 45 minutes if uh, I had okay. to guess. So, yeah, that'll still fall so it's right? like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like a short, like where it's like 10, 15 minutes, but I, I know it wasn't like, a movie, if you will.
2: I love this dialogue happening right now. He's like, my sister wants me to kill you. Or I could call <laughs> the cops. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like cops. This is the shit. Oh, and then there's the Charlie Rose interview.
0: It's funny because, um, in the film, Ethan Hawke is the really vulnerable, scared one. And we've seen Phil Summer Hoffman play that role so many times.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm going to start like searching for um see if I can find him. He was, you know, a guest. It says four times on the Daily Show. Like I would love to see conversations he had with Jon Stewart, just being like two, you know, New York guys. I mean, I know Jon Stewart's from Jersey, but nonetheless.
0: I've tried to look up Hoffman interviews and a lot of them just don't exist.
2: Yeah, I just wonder if there's like one that has a lot of daily show stuff, like maybe Comedy Central, if I, if I can get onto that somehow. He was on Oprah once. There you go. Yeah, it's just mostly this stuff. I was hoping to maybe I don't discover, but that's interesting. If he's, I'm gonna have to watch that um, documentary again. Did I know it was you? yeah ooh I would love so he was a guest three times on Late Night with Conan O'Brien I just want that's you know me I'm a Conan guy and so that would just be two of my favorite all time I'll use the same word of entertainer but you know obviously two two different guys but just yeah seeing a conversation between the two of them would be awesome
0: those are online most Conan stuff is online I just looked it up you can get uh, Conan stuff Online, and you can get a lot of like, uh, Letterman stuff online. But yeah, I just looked up the two Conan interviews and they're there.
2: Awesome. Yeah, it's on like all the Team Coco stuff, right?
0: Not necessarily. The ones I see are not on that. It's just people post. Conan doesn't usually, like his team doesn't usually take stuff away on the internet because not to be a jerk, but he needs all the people he can get to watch the show, you know? <laughs> no, but they don't need to protect it as much.
1: Mhm.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, you look, you look, uh, calm. You look like not a suspect. Yeah. He knew, sorry, but like he knew it was a CT. You know what I'm saying? Like you know it's him. Just give it to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This is a great Ethan Hawke performance. It really is.
2: Yeah, it's a really good... um, I mean, just both of them, like, you know, two very, you know, the leads of this movie. They do a good job.
0: Yes. Like they don't do this too much in films anymore. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go grab a glass of water. Okay. Very, very hot in here. Very thirsty. Why don't you guide the Haw fans to what's going on and let me know if I missed that car scene because I'm very eager for it.
2: Hopefully not. I don't think so. I don't think that's yet.
0: All right. BRB.
2: Okay. Yeah, it is a hot night out. My roommate texted me while I'm recording in my room. I'm turning on the AC because it's a, a humid one out. But here we go. It hasn't been a real New York movie until we get a, grab a slice. Nothing like a slice with a cup of tea. That's what I always say. Those are tiny plates for a slice of pizza. They're like dessert, dessert plates. This is now an episode of Foodie Films. Welcome. What's going on? What's happening? How are ya? That's how I open up my show. Yeah, they're a very believable father-son. They look similar enough. Different noses. Like the ears. Same complexion. I can say that because I'm a a red-faced Irishman. Right now, I'm getting the vibes from uh, Mission Impossible Three. I guess this is like businessman and evil guy. <laughs> evil guy. That's what I should say on his business card. Evil guy. Was he a weapons dealer in that movie? Is that what he's supposed to be? I wonder if the sister was in anything. Gotta look that up. She looks a little familiar. Might just have one of those faces. What do we got? after a while if you you don't have the IMDb app open it goes back to the home screen it's such an annoying feature
0: okay I am back Um, did I miss the car scene?
2: no you are good you're in the clear (laughs) <laughs> what? Is that his nickname? I guess he just always asks for a tonic water.
0: Oh, true. I forgot about that.
2: Imagine being responsible for your mother's death and going through withdrawal.
0: Imagine it. I've lived it. <laughs>
2: I mean, obviously we've we've seen this movie before. If you are also consuming this as the first way ever, I, I don't I don't recommend that. I re- recommend you watching <laughs> the movie and then listening to our commentary. But this, th- yeah, yeah. Th- this ends. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's right at the end, but th- this character, Philip Sternhoffen, like ends up like killing him, right, and like taking money and stuff. I think.
1: I
0: remember some kind of violence.
2: Yeah. That's a good name for something, some kind of violence.
0: Yeah.
2: Ooh, this was the um, image. Well, not until he puts his hand on his shoulder, but that was on my... uh, Just like the freeze frame picture for HBO Go.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: This is a great, it's a great shot. It is just, this is, this is like cinematography 101. I, just from the composition. I mean, I love, again, I love the lighting in this. I love the harsh, like what's on, like on their shoulders.
0: This kind of stuff, like, I don't want to criticize filmmakers today because I love films today, but this kind of stuff mattered so much more to guys like Sidney Lumet. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, well, because you needed to be much more aware of it since you were shooting on film. That's there's just, there you just could not avoid fair, fair. lighting. That was just that was more that was, you know, one of the most important you know, the camera has to be running, but next after the camera's running, you got to have your lights so the so the film actually develops well, you know.
0: Oh, this is one of our big acting scenes if I remember correctly.
2: I think so. Or does the seat? Or does the like this location in, in exchange happen again?
0: It might. It might. I know it's here. That's why I'm saying that. I know they have it in this like.
2: Don't a they a little... <laughs> Am I thinking of like big fish right now, or do they have like some kind of like pond?
0: <laughs> I don't remember
2: that. You
0: could be right. Um,
2: what was I going to say before that, though? Before you brought that up. Oh, the, but just that composition of the shot, just. The Philip Seymour Hoffman being, you know, up higher, just totally having the power in that scene. Yeah. This is great.
0: No, this is the scene.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is just a great shot, too do they do a little rack focus
0: i think marissa Tomei's
2: in the house yeah she's in the kitchen oh shut up (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's a good one i like that it took me a hot second you guys saw my you literally must have heard my gears turning (laughs) figuring that one out
0: it's applicable here it's applicable i didn't just pull that out of nowhere you know, it wasn't just like a random woman we're talking about. It's just, we talked about it earlier. She was naked in the film earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird that he has such a resentment for his younger brother. It's almost like, I know he didn't do this on purpose, he wouldn't have his mother shot on purpose, but he definitely used his brother as, like, more of a sacrificial lamb.
2: Oh, for sure, because, like, I mean, um, I don't know, I mean, they are brothers, but, like, if, if, if he got caught, like, in the act of the crime, do you think he would have ratted out his brother?
0: I think so, I think so.
2: It would have been like it was his idea
0: yeah like i, I don't know what, yeah Ooh. again what a powerful scene it's very theater like this scene right
2: i mean the movie even plays this movie could be a play it's not crazy
0: yeah i, I could see that
2: oh the, here we go brian
0: oh it must be here in this sob so we get like our power scene And then a power scene. So I I can't wait for it cause that. Swedish, Swedish engineering.
2: So he said this was his favorite scene he ever directed?
0: Acting scene, yeah. Okay. Not lighting scene.
2: (laughs) Well, there could be, it. I mean, there could be like an action scene or whatever.
0: Yeah. Or like not favorite shot or something.
2: So much guilt right now.
0: And she's playing off of it so well. Like, she has guilt too. That like, he doesn't even know.
1: Mm.
2: Wow. I don't know if I digested this scene. I mean, you know. My I definitely
0: life. didn't because I don't remember
2: it. <laughs> No, I remember once the it's not fair. It, it came flushing back, but Wow.
0: She just moves on. I
2: love it. Wow, what a raw performance right there.
0: Absolutely. Sydney, you knew what you were talking about.
2: Was that yogurt? Is that a nice Italian ice? What is it?
0: Think it's yogurt. She doesn't seem to be chipping, you know.
2: Maybe it's nice and soft. Do they ever go into their backstory? Not really. like I would love to know their history how they ended up together
0: before before the devil knows your dad the prequel <laughs> Jesus Christ
2: well that's a is it Irish is it English that's like a Where are those things called is that proverb or proverb what before the devil knows you're dead. Oh, oh, oh yeah yeah. I think meant
0: him knocking the glass. No, sorry. The... I'm like, "Wait, what?"
2: Yeah, it's an Irish. So the Irish saying is, let me get this, may your glass be ever full, may the roof over your head be always strong, and may you be in heaven half an hour before the devil knows you're dead. Ooh, Brian according to Instagram because I was trying to find uh, this one picture but it was a, a year ago with uh, Una Fria oh wow the delightful collaboration between is that Blue Point and Presidente
0: yes which technically they're both owned by Budweiser now so it's not oh, okay. as cool as I thought but <laughs> but still cool but still cool
2: uh God.
0: Is this your past, your present, or your future? (laughs) Shut up. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, God, the way she's saying it, too. Oh, my God. I find you you attractive. I find you attractive. (sighs) Unreal.
2: How would you react? Uh, I would hate myself. I'd
0: be angry. I'd be angrier than him.
2: He's been going through a lot of emotions recently. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's
0: almost like she wants him to get angry. She just wants
2: something from him, right? Human reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I'll drive you. (laughs) I'd be like, why don't you go ask Hank? (laughs) Oh man, just talk about like a world just collapsing horrible Ugh. what did we I gotta look at his I feel like I felt this way I don't think it was Love Liza I know it's like you know a movie we somewhat recently covered what's like another real
0: a heavy one
2: I guess, was it Mary and Max or was it Synecdoche? They're all, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's obviously so many, so many movies, so many performances that are just heartbreaking.
0: He's in a lot of sad movies. Like,
2: yeah, I mean, most recently, you know, State Maine, flawless, it's neither of those. Jacko's budding, eh? Not so much. Like, it's a little rough, but it's
0: sad you know, in a different kind of way.
2: Yeah, Love Liza, not not Schuler, not the, not talking unhappiness. Synecdoche, Oh, Along Came Polly. That was the one.
0: Yeah, that was the one that was really sad.
2: Yeah. Hody. I mean, it's definitely. He gets sad in Capote, but it's not the same kind of. I don't know.
0: Did I mention that Polly was on HBO Max?
2: Yes. Okay. So it had to have been. I mean, just you know, just thinking, like, re- recent. Um, feeling recently, due to a performance of his, it, ha- it was either Synecdoche or Love Liza, you know, that are just probably Love Liza.
0: I always say this, I say this on a lot of podcasts. Always, you know, the who done it or the how catch 'em. Classic how catch 'em here. You know, but it's not focused on the person catching. if it was focused on the person catching, it would be focused on Albert Finney's character.
1: hmm
2: Yeah.
0: Actually no, for him it's more a who done it. For us it's a how catch em.
2: Yeah, you're right, yeah. I thought when you were like I, I always say this or however you phrase it I always you know that you always bring it up I thought you were going to say um how you, to keep a, a gun in a manila envelope.
0: Yes, yes, you caught me. HBO Max has every single version of A Star is Born.
2: Oh, wow.
0: All four versions.
2: What a uh What a day of you just like binging that.
0: <laughs> That's a podcast right there
2: it is have you seen all four
0: no i have not
2: <laughs> i don't know maybe never know. i've
0: only seen the most recent one and really not... You've never. no you
2: never saw the uh barbara streisand and uh oh god what's that guy's name
0: christopherson or whatever yeah no i haven't and oh. I've, i honestly the new one I, I didn't really watch intensely it was like yeah. on in the background I like that. A good cutter. Apologies, I dropped my glass of water. So if you guys hear that, that's what you're hearing.
1: Ooh. Uh
2: oh. Ooh. Uh, oh, so this guy that's okay, and that's why he had the reaction to the when he handed them the card it's...
0: what an interesting looking guy too, yeah. I'm proud of Albert Finney for, like, being able to find out everything that happened, almost.
2: Uh, Well, he found out who killed who on the Orient Express, so I'm not that surprised.
0: Was he... Did he play that person on that movie? I don't even remember.
2: Yeah. I'm totally... I know it's not... I totally want to go Pink Panther and say... uh, I was just going to say that, too. Inspector Clouseau. Clouseau, uh, Yeah. Um murder on the art, not the two thousand seventeen version that used that God, what was that? Imagine dragons like oh, yeah, that me up, bang me up and leave it. Oh, I
0: forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot that he used
2: it that. It was used in like uh so many uh Hercule po- Poirot Poirot. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Famous Belgian detective.
2: Yes. Who is then um Kenneth Branagh plays them in the newer newer one.
0: The original had Lauren Bacall and Ingrid Bergman. That's crazy.
2: Wow, and uh, and Sean Connery. True. And Anthony Perkins. I haven't watched in so long.
0: Michael York is in it. I I'm not an expert on it, so I can tell you. Yeah.
2: I just I haven't seen it in so long. I just I don't know.
0: I, just... I legit could not remember the rest of this film before the devil knows you're dead. Oh really? Like I don't like I know. There's 20 minutes left. Is my point, you know? Like for me, it's like there's five minutes left.
1: Boom, 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 boom. His
2: car is broken like him.
0: (laughs) You figured out the movie. Spoiler alert. Like, I remember the scene with the drug dealer... Yes And then kind of what happens after that And that's really it
2: two fucking sons That's the no sh- no bullshit character, you know. Fuck yeah, you, fuck you.
0: More like Gust from
2: Yeah you know, Charlie Wilson's wow. war, right. R- yeah, one hundred percent. Oh now, yep, yeah, a couple things are coming back together in my
1: mm.
2: piece in my head. the plan now like notice i guess their dad's it's like right he's like right there going <laughs> like a car a car away
0: again you would know your dad's car not to poke holes in this movie you'd be like oh that seems like dad's car and oh he's sitting on, right there <laughs> on yeah on this heightened state of alert too yeah you'd be like oh shit is that dad
2: yeah, even like I look and when I see like a car parked that looks like my car, I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like my car, you know.
0: Exactly. And you don't say anything of it because you're not worried about someone who's you trying to find you. <laughs> we see
2: him. Taking his, uh, what he learned as a wrestler in high school. Ooh. Ooh. I don't
0: think they teach that in wrestling.
2: <laughs> no. Maybe like uh, WWE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh.
0: So visceral.
2: So crazy.
1: Uh, uh. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: Nice, a classic Hoffman. Shut up, mattress man. Shut,
1: shut, 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 shut up.
0: He just touched the door, closing it. He kind of like side touched it, but yeah. Okay, right now he's.
2: That's like a nicer building. I feel like there would be cameras. True. In the lobby, at least.
0: I don't know if that kind of wiping of the door works.
2: I don't think so. I always thought you needed to use like some kind of spray too, or or, I don't know, like a I don't know, something a bit more work than that. I
0: think they're going to get away with it. That's my (laughs) guess of what
2: happens. I think so too. <laughs> Foodie scene. <laughs>
1: Uh... Ooh.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <sighs> Don't go for it. Imagine their childhood was that bad. Yeah, jewelry store, you know. Yeah. So your dad didn't tell you he loved you too much, and maybe loved your younger brother more. (laughs) Why?
0: Jesus That helps (laughs) You don't need to give her money At that point just take the money and run
2: Parallel parking quickly.
0: Yeah. Huh. No weapons. Ethan Hawke just ran away
2: yeah he suffocates him right whoa spoiler alert
0: I don't remember actually (laughs) you might be right it sounds about right
2: He's just coming out with it. Wow! I'd be so scared. Yeah, they, both, right, they just have like wild eyebrows.
0: Maybe that was like something they did to so that they looked like they were more related. Yeah. If that's how he dies, you can't just suffocate someone in a hospital and get away with it. Obviously, I'm not saying like moral reasons, but also like they're going to be like, how did he die? We need to figure it out
2: yeah yeah an autopsy would show it's like lungs versus like heart, right,
0: yeah yeah, for sure, well, I guess when he puts the machine off,
2: yeah, but it still goes to an alert,
0: ah. oh, you, you put it back on anyway.
2: Oh, smart fucking guy.
0: Oh, but... So, yeah, I guess he's hoping that, like, they'll assume it's the heart and just not do an autopsy. I mean, he's his next of kin. He would have to kind of say, I need an autopsy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's really like covering your tracks.
1: Yeah.
0: You were right.
2: The intensity. It was more you intense right. than when he adopted that little ginger girl. What's that from? Annie, Albert Finney, was Daddy Warbucks.
1: Oh. Yes. <laughs>
0: then his name stacks and isn't he played by jamie fox
2: that is absolutely correct
0: (laughs) he also is like super lucky that the nurse another nurse just didn't walk in while he was doing it you know
2: well that and then also okay wait i need to see something come back to him come back to him come back to him Ah, like his gown was like still down, and he didn't put the other pillow behind his head again. Ooh,
0: and And stay there. Yeah, you have to stay there. Be like, oh my god, I don't know what happened. You know, not like, oh, I left. I didn't really. You know,
2: yeah. At this point, I know he said he doesn't care anymore, but at the same time, he was covering it up there. So,
0: yeah. Ethan Hawke got away with the money.
2: He's walking into the light.
0: He was God all along.
2: <laughs> Albert Finney, Almighty. <laughs>
0: All right, that's it. That's Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Thank you, Haw fans for picking that. That was cool to rewatch. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, dark, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. How about you, Kyle?
2: It's funny. It's like both movies we we're going to cover were like robbery, you know, or like money extortion kind of movies. So two very yeah. different movies. But
0: And speaking of movies we're going to cover, let's just jump right into it. You and I decided um something that we would do something a little different for the voting here as we plow through all the great Hoffman rewatches, we decided that the movie that loses we're gonna keep on the board. Does that make sense like so the last election was before the devil knows you're dead versus the big Lebowski both before the devil knows you're dead won that means Big Lebowski stays on the ballot and has to compete with another film
2: makes sense i, I like it there's a uh, it's not the same kind of thing but there's a um a burger place i don't know if i took you there but it's in, in jersey city uh left bank burger and they always have they have a contender burger and that stays on till it's dethroned
0: Ooh, yeah, no, it so is. So they similar. have, they
2: have a, they have a champion, I'm sorry, a champion burger and a contender burger and the champion burger stays on until the contender
0: beats it. I like it. I like it. It's sort of similar here. And we're going to use the wheel of Hoffman again. So Kyle, if you can go on Discord and go into my live screen once I share. Okay. I'm live.
2: Okay. I see your wheel.
0: And I will spin the wheel of Hoffman and we'll see what the big Lebowski is going to go up against for our next
2: rewatch. Got Are you ready? Great options. we got Magnolia, Happiness, Scent of a Woman, Most Wanted Man, Owning Mahoney, Lee Quartet, Charlie Wilson's War, MI3. Oh, my God. Spin away. Here we go. Spin
0: away. Let's see. The confetti's going to come down for.
2: Oh, oh, wow. Wow well, if you guys couldn't tell yet. <laughs> like, it's kind of appropriate going after this movie as like a contender because of Pacino and Dog Day Afternoon and all that.
0: Early movies of his as well, but yeah. Scent of a Woman. Not a big film that he's in, but an, again, an early one, one of his first ones, and a big movie overall. I can't wait to rewatch it again because we haven't uh ta- at least watched it and talked about it in years. So, wow, we have The Big Lebowski verse Scent of a Woman.
2: I, f- I feel like they're almost <laughs> equal level, like, screen time performances. Uh, Yeah, I mean, because he's Br- in... Br- Brant is more of a standout character. He's just, he just is more, you know... Yeah, he's it has like more to do lackeys. with that role versus like i don't remember his character's name in scent of a woman but he's just kind of like a punk yuppie you know kid
0: yeah so that was fun that was fun so scent of a woman versus the big lebowski remember you guys can vote on instagram or on facebook for what film you'd like us to hear next of course i host another podcast on the cage club podcast network called high school slumber party where we talk about high school films and kyle
2: Oh yeah, I uh talk a lovely little podcast called Foodie Films. And uh yeah, we, we talk food centric movies. Brian, you've been on a handful of those episodes, and then I do episodes called uh dubbed first cut where I talk with individuals that work in the food and drink and service industry. So I thought you were gonna say milieu.
0: The Pardon? food and drink milieu.
2: <laughs> the new milieu, I like that. <laughs>
0: But yes, as you were saying before, I rudely cut you off of Mil U. Check those out. That's something you someone podcasts.
2: that knows the word Mil U would do. So I <laughs> <it>.
0: <laughs> Check both those shows out as, lo- as well as this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or of course, where the archive is located at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Anything else you want to say, Kyle?
2: I just want to tell you guys till next time to stay uncool.
1: I believe in miracles. Way from you, sex thing, sex thing, you. Yeah. I believe in miracles since you came along, you sex thing.